The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, when children finish school for the summer, it's not a nine week long holiday. So how do we keep our mini fussy eaters happy when they're out of their normal routine? Well, to talk to us more on this topic is the founder of Mummy Cooks, Siobhan Berry. Siobhan, good morning and welcome. Good morning. There is the the tendency because we're it's not normal anymore. It's out of school and um, there is the cupboard with all the treats in it, which is much more accessible. You can't reach that when you're in school. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you touched on it there out of routine and I think as much as possible especially for younger children we need to stick to a routine so you know um, when they get up in the morning I think breakfast straight away and that's really important not to delay that you know obviously when you're on holidays it's a little bit different but it's a nine week holiday really so we can't we can't be out of routine too much and Children form habits quite, you know, early on and it's very hard to break that. So Now, if you're going away somewhere, either uh, to foreign parts yes. or to uh, a staycation, uh, obviously you can define the holiday period. You say, yes. for the next two weeks we are on holiday, there will be treats, there will be ice cream, if the sun is shining, etc., etc., but then there's another seven weeks yeah, <laughs> when and even, you're at home. And even on that two-week holiday, I would be a little bit stricter now than saying, you know, we can just have carte blanche sweets all the time. I think it's important to maybe define when the treat comes. So I think that perhaps after dinner is the best option because they're full and, you know, they're not going to have that sugar rush. Um, and on, on holidays, I would advise, like, if you have a younger child, obviously a self-catering is, is a better option. But if you are in a hotel, it's it's good as well. So at the breakfast, maybe think about the lunch. I, that's what I would have always done when the kids are smaller. So if you're thinking about lunch, so obviously when you, when you have your breakfast and you're back up to the room and you're on the beach and next thing they're hungry, you don't want to be in that situation. So think about um, maybe making a sandwich with the Continental Bar. A food flask is a good option as well. So you'd be able to put an omelette in, maybe some pancakes. And that just means that... So when you raid the buffet. You raid the buffet. <laughs> I would have always thought about the next meal at that meal and how could I uh, make it up? Because children don't eat as much as we would do at, at that given time. So they're, they're hungry quicker. Um, and then obviously you'll, you will make sure that you have snacks as well to get to the, the lunchtime. Now, mummy um, cooks and mummy cooks very tasty food, I'm sure. And then having spent a couple of hours in the kitchen making that tasty food, they turn up their noses at it. What yes, then? yes. So so it's not it's not just there's no quick solution here. And I, I, I think and that's why we're talking about let's just try to stick to routines. Let's try to continue the the healthy eating that you may have established, you know, up to this point. It, when you do have a picky or fussy eater and and that kind of happens around when the child is around uh, 15 months. So they may have uh, gone through a really good uh, weaning stage and then next thing they're rejecting new foods. And this is totally normal. And I guess what happens is parents, uh, you know, in the fear that they won't eat anything, offer alternatives. and when So they give in. They give in straight away. And it's almost like, oh, well, he loves the bolognese. So I'll, I'll just take out the bolognese and I'll give it instead of the meal that you had prepared. So what happens there is the child becomes more familiar with that food and less familiar with any new food and then will only eat that food. Now, um, a child, I'm not sure how instinctive they are as to what they need. Uh, but I remember years ago, we went to, to Florida, to Disney with the, the two girls and uh, the younger one, uh, you know, would never be one for salads or whatever. But we were on 
all the stuff in Disney was burgers and hot dogs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I remember one day she said, is there anywhere we can go to get salad? <laughs> you know, in other words, the body was saying enough of this. Yeah. I need something. I, I need my greens. It's so funny. I have a, a 12 year old and she's away at the moment. And uh, she said the exact same. She's been given out to me for years been for being too healthy. And she's now saying, I just want your food. You know, I think I think that's it's so true. It's about it's about having a positive uh, relationship with food as well. And and, you know, giving that to your children. I think what happens, children, is that um, if if you're. Um, afraid of of new foods, that means you have heightened anxiety. And have you ever felt anxious? You're not hungry. That's exactly what you feel. You don't feel hungry. So what we need to do is to lower that anxiety. I think no screen time before a meal. So about a half an hour, an hour if possible. You know, if they're out and about, they're going to be running around. They're going to be hungry when they come back in. Have the argument in the kitchen about the food that's going on the table rather than at the table. So have that discussion and maybe give them some control. I think that's important. So let's say we say, well, we have broccoli, we have corn and we have peas and I'd like you to choose two. So they feel in control. So they'll choose two and they'll leave out the broccoli. Do you ever hide vegetables? I do, actually. You know, you you can make soup, for example, and they don't know that the celery's in there. Absolutely. Or or you blitz something uh, and it looks like something else. Yeah, I make a really nice courgette pesto. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just tastes the same you know I think y- you have to do that there are certain um, uh, vegetables that my kids definitely wouldn't eat uh, they, they don't know that the celery in a, in a bolognese or in, in a soup um, and I think it's a bit of both I, I wouldn't hide all of the time because then you're just going to be in a situation where you are in the restaurant and they're absolutely going to balk at, mm. at eating it Um Leaving stuff around, uh, for example, if you leave fruit around and bananas are easy for any child uh, to yeah. open and to peel um, or maybe apples less so, they're, they're less likely to chomp on apples, but berries, um, strawberries, raspberries uh, in season, um, they might graze. Yes. They just wander over to the countertop where these things are and just uh, yeah. graze. Even a better idea there would be like a snack plate. So so making a, a plate up of a carbohydrate. So you have like little crackers or little breadsticks and then a protein. So maybe a little bit of cheese, a bit of yogurt and then a fruit or veg on, on it as well. And leaving that there. And then they're grazing on that and they're playing Lego. And that's a much Better yeah. visual. It's of one it. of the things I was looking at tips uh, from Jamie Oliver, and he was saying, you know, no screens, absolutely. But then he says, sometimes you've got a young child and they've got a, a screen and they're playing a game on it and the food is in front of them yeah. and they just absent mindedly. Yes eat the food until it's gone. And the reason that's working is because they're not anxious. They're not in a situation where you're forcing them or are putting attention on them to eat it. Now, um, kids who grow their own uh, will often eat it because it's just out of curiosity as well. Uh, Kids who cook their own will often eat stuff that they mightn't otherwise eat. Yeah, so so that is uh, the whole idea of like, so if a child is fussy, they will not want to touch it. They will be pushing it away. But if you touch and you feel and you smell a food, you're much less anxious again and you're more likely to eat it. They might not eat it straight away, but in time they will become less fearful of the food and eat it. So I think gardening and greenery and dirty hands and putting your hands in, even uh, 
painting is really good. So that idea of, do you know when you see a a small baby and they're being wiped all of the time and they're not, you know, that's negative. Uh, So when when they're a little older and they are fussy, I would make sure that they're they're playing with the food, touching it, smelling it, feeling Mm. it. Now, uh, there are children who will be going to school for the first time in September and they may have a brilliant uh, set of parents who are doing all the right things. Then they go into school and they might have a lunchbox or there might be a meal provided by school, but there will be kids who love sweets. Yes. So it's it's more, it's more I think, the, the, the child hasn't been in that situation where they've had to open their own lunchbox. Um, I, I would be looking at it now because we have a bit of a, over a month now to before the child is going to school. I would be getting them familiar with what might be in that lunchbox. I'm a huge fan of food flasks and a second dinner, actually. So my kids would get uh, pasta. Um, I, I've already made the sauce. I'm not cooking in the morning. I'm just bake, making up the pasta, swirling it in, um, you know, test test out a couple of new sauces. They may already love that type of food and then batch cook it ahead of time. But get them used to opening the flask, learning uh, to eat it. They only have like about 15 minutes to eat and they're very small and they start talking to their friends. So uh, When they get a bit older, of course, they swap food. Yes. I hate yeah. cheese sandwiches and the other person, oh, I love sandwiches. I've got this thing. I've got a, you know, an apple puree or something. I don't like that. So they swap. <laughs> they do swap. You have to be careful as well with the any any allergies. But sure. it's, imp- yeah, I, I guess, I mean, you see, I have older children now and, and there is there is that kind of phase where I, I can't control everything. So as long as we have the dinner and we we're, we're constantly giving them healthy snacks and there's healthy snacks in the in the house, you know, you're you're on a win. Now, uh, some of the texts coming in. My nine year old boy has tried so many veg at this stage. He just doesn't like veg. He really wants to eat them and he tries, but he doesn't like them at all. We used to grow our own. Didn't make any difference. Help. OK, so maybe sometimes it's the other way around where they, they don't like uh, the fruit, um, but they eat the veg. So I wonder, is it that they eat the fruit? And could you serve slices of apple on the plate? Um, mm. It's they're as good as each other. It's just about variety. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for every person who is thriving because they're having seeds and nuts and yes. fruits and veg, there are others who are thriving on. Uh, in our extended family, there's a six foot four man who had only baked beans and sausages as main courses <laughs> all his teenage yeah, life. Huh? You know, so, and yeah, as I say, six foot four. It's it's like, it's like I wouldn't put the pressure on that the fact, or, or even highlight the fact that he doesn't like vegetables. I would say, okay, let's put some fruit on there. But also, can we get the vegetables into the bolognese or into the pancakes or into the muffin? Okay. Uh, more. I used to foster a three times try it before you can say you don't like it. It meant that they ended up accepting at least some of the foods that they claimed they didn't like. You have to be clever with the type of cooking of the food for the second and third try. My two boys were unbelievably fussy until the age of about 13. They basically uh, eat me out of house and home now. They're 15 and 17. They eat absolutely everything. I'm not sure what changed. Maybe their hormones. And maybe, you know, being more active and hungry and, and less fearful of the food. And and it's it's good to hear that, isn't it, from somebody who has that fussy eater? Uh, none of mine eat veg. I've tried everything. I can't seem to hide it from them, uh, you know, bury it somewhere. Is fruit OK or not as good as veg? 
so it's the same, but but obviously we don't want to be snacking too much or just on fruit because of uh, tooth decay. So it's important to, you know, have that balanced diet when you're looking at the plate. Um, so you can include fruit there. Uh, this is interesting. I have three kids and the middle one is the fussiest by far. So the older person eats everything, the younger person eats everything, but the middle person is fussy. He will literally only eat chips and dry pasta. The other two will eat anything. My middle fella has been fussy since he was a baby. If he ate something he didn't like, he seemed to remember it. He's eight now. How do I get him to widen his palate? So I wonder if that child has sensory issues around, you know, so think about that. Like, so a lot of that, you know, you can break that down again, as we spoke about getting in the kitchen, touching, you know, talking about the food and breaking that down for him because he's obviously really repulsed and really anxious about about the food. All right. um, So the general advice, though, obviously, uh, Keep the sugar down because Just, once you develop a taste yeah. for chocolate, even an animal, if you happen to give a dog chocolate, they'll want chocolate they'll want forever. Chocolate. And, and, and like what I would say is that, you know, for a smaller child, it really should only be once or twice a week. And if you're on the holiday and it is every every evening, could we have maybe like a, a crisps one night and then sugar the next night? Something like that. Try to break it up and limit it as much possible. And then when you come back off the holiday, get back to, into that routine again. All right. Well, Siobhan Berry, the founder of Mummy Cooks, you can find her on Twitter at my at Mummy Cooks. Uh, Siobhan, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.